Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is Dave and Neil. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to my imperial YouTube page, like, share, comment, all that good stuff, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald, as always. So I am back for my two-week stay in California. I had a good time. I cannot say the same for the Miami Dolphins. I cannot. It was a trip to forget. Never confuse the team we cover, the fortunes of the team you cover with how good a time you have. I had a good time. I'm not going to lie. It well. That's what matters. But as I said, the, the Dolphins, it was a trip to forget. Two games on the West Coast, two losses, a five-game winning streak vanishes all of a sudden the Dolphins now maybe in a precarious spot with their playoff positioning sitting at eight and five they're in the sixth seed so they're still in playoff positioning uh but those dreams of an AFC East crowned potentially number one seed I mean those are slowly and slowly uh disappearing um Dolphins According to 538 projections, still have a 74% chance to make the playoffs, but just a 7% chance to win the division after losses to the San Francisco 49ers. And as we all saw, the San Francisco, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night are 23 to 17 loss that continued uh, head scratching struggles for this offensive unit that was explosive, dynamic, efficient. Tua MVP, Tyreek Hill, 2,000 yards. Um, it was a bad night again for that offense, and they are searching for answers to what is going wrong with this offense all of a sudden. Um, they're not going to have long to prepare and to mull over what went wrong because they got uh, to make a quick trick back up to Orchard Park to face the Bills in a game that could be nasty. We could be some snow. We could be some frigid temperatures. I'm not looking forward to that, but I got a job to do. Uh, we're going to talk uh, <laughs> the press box is heated and warm. <laughs> nah, that nah, that Bill's press box is not. But that's that's a story for another day. Um, but I, I that's fine. <laughs> but, fine. but as I said, the Dolphins they got some work to do after uh you know a very very uh bad trip out to the West Coast. Um, they're sitting at eight and three, first place in the AFC East. Uh, that 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 was short lived. Uh, they're now as I said in the sixth spot in the wild card spot. But again. Four games left. They're still in a position where if they take care of business the next four weeks, win all or most of their games, they should be in the playoffs. 
we have to start on Sunday night with that uh, six-point loss, as I said, in a game where after a lot of struggles in San Francisco to a team that by all accounts is the one of the best teams or one of the better teams in the NFC, um, you transition, you go down uh, to, to South Carolina, uh, so, so Southern California, where uh, not, 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 not Carolina, California, <laughs> where they had, they had a matchup with a, with a Chargers team and really a defense that we all thought was, you know, ready made for a breakout game. I mean, this was a Chargers defense that as we spoke of last week um, was one of the, is one of the worst units in terms of yards per play, points per play. Um, they look nothing like that on Sunday night. They had a very unique, a very soundproof game plan against the Dolphins, one that they really haven't seen over the course of this season, which was to uh, rough up the Dolphins' receivers, no, don't not let them run over the middle of the field, and the Dolphins had no answers um, to uh, you know, his first five. I mean, it took to his fifth uh, pass attempt to get a completion. Um, you know, he finished 10 of 28, I believe, uh, for only 145 yards. I mean, the only game he's thrown for fewer yards is in week four when he got knocked out with the concussion. Um, in the run game, again, we talked about the run game where this potentially being a game where they could get the run game going, but it was nowhere to be found. And he was even magnified by Jeff Wilson getting uh, knocked out of that game with the hip injury. Um, in the end, I mean, we had a lot of we had a lot in that game. We had um, a slow start. Uh, they went down, I believe, 10-0 at one point, and then we get that kind of crazy fumble to, to Tyree Kill, and he just kind of – the ball just kind of squirts out of the pile, and he gets it, and he runs uh, 50-something yards for a touchdown. And you kind of thought, like, okay, you know, the game was on was on the ropes. I mean, there was, this could potentially get blown out, you know, in a bad way for the Dolphins, and, you know, they get that kind of fortuitous touchdown. And you were thinking that maybe that's the thing that turns things around, but they just never really could. They got a 60-yard touchdown pass to Tyree Kill in the third quarter. Cornerback tripped, but it was a nice play call, nice play, nice catch. Um, but outside of that, just really not much to show for. And again, the Dolphins are kind of wondering how do they fix what ails them on offense now? I mean, this was an offense that was clicking on all cylinders just a couple of weeks ago, um, and they've come to a screeching halt. Um I got to ask you, who is at fault for the Dolphins' offensive struggles? Because when I look at this offense, I I, I mean, I was um, I was very confident that they were going to be able to turn things around after the, the San Francisco game. I mean, I thought that there were a lot of opportunities in the San Francisco game. I thought that um, the plays that they designed, guys were open. Um, Tua had missed some of them. Um, got to give credit to the 49ers for making some plays. But when I rewatched, when I watched the game and when I rewatched the game, I saw a lot of instances where guys just weren't open. I mean, they had cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers draped over them. Um, very, very tight coverage. Um, we had gone accustomed to seeing Tyree Kill and Jalen Waller just kind of run over the middle of the field with nobody near them, nobody contesting them. That wasn't the case on Sunday. Um, and as much as that, we, I mean, we talked about the Justin Herbert, Tua Tungvaloa, Tua Tungvaloa, Justin Herbert angle last week and how, um, you know, at this point, they've kind of proven, both proven that you can win with them. That was a very damning performance where, you know, again, it's not all on Tua, but by and large, he wasn't really able to elevate that unit. And you have Justin Herbert on the other side with his receivers finally back and healthy. And he was surgical. He was efficient. He was methodical. I mean, the final drive, um, 
you know, he just took over that drive in terms of making the right passes and making tough passes um, to contested guys, you know, to, to really milk that game away. Um, so obviously, you know, I don't want to harp too much on that, but it was a very damning performance and the disparity in the uh, the performances leads a lot of people to back to, you know, that discussion and saying, oh, well, two isn't the guy. Um, I, I really, for the first time all season, I really have to put a lot of the blame on, on Coach Mike McDaniel as the offensive play caller for not making the adjustments. I mean, um, so many times we've seen him dial up so many great plays and, you know, have different, you know, uh, ways to figure out a play. You know, if one guy isn't open, you can go down your read and you can find somebody open, but it just seemed like those plays just weren't there. And really I, I, I have to criticize him for, you know, the lack of commitment to the running game. I mean, we spoke so much last week about how this is a defense that is averaging, uh, allowing 5.4 yards per Per, per run, um, the worst mark in the NFL. That was a game where you, I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but that's a game when you come out and or whatever, and that's that's a game where you come out and and you you run it twenty five times. Like the first three pass, three plays were passes on the first drive, three and out. I mean, it should have been three runs, honestly, and 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 take advantage and exploit uh, that matchup from the get go. I mean, we saw them do that against the Browns. We saw that saw them do that against other teams. I, I don't understand why, especially when you see your quarterback is off a little bit and the receivers aren't getting the separation that you're accustomed to seeing. Um, you run the ball. I mean, you, you try to, I mean, even if it's second and 10, you run the ball, you try to get a three, four yard gain, set up some of these more manageable third down situations. Um, and we even saw like, later on in that game when they would run the ball. I mean, they got some nice runs from Mostert. They got some nice runs from Wilson until he was uh, knocked out. Um, so, uh, again, there's always blame to go around. Like, nobody is, you know, is absolved of, of, of blame, and everyone should be held accountable. But that was a game where you look at it, and the Chargers coaching staff, led by Brandon Staley, who's a defensive-minded guy, I mean, he 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 outcoached Mike McDaniel. I mean, we we've given Mike McDaniel a lot of praise, a lot of applause for being such a great offensive mastermind. But this was a game where he really came up short, and I don't want to say he failed his his team, but he he didn't have a um, a game plan or the adjustments to put his guys um, in a position to succeed. Yeah, I I thought right from the start you saw San Diego one. They weren't San, reacting. Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Right, right. Los we, gotta, Angeles, we, gotta, we gotta get a swear jar. We gotta get a swear jar. Right, <laughs> right. The Chargers. Um, you know the the the, the former John Hales, the former Lance Howarths, former Dan Fouts. Um, they 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 dropped off very quickly in, on those for those early plays. They like, as, as if they knew. Okay. Look, you're gonna come out. You're gonna try to run. You're gonna you, give me the little play action look, like you're gonna run the ball, and then you're gonna try to hit somebody, you know, cutting over the middle on a on a slant or on a deep end or something. And they were it was like they were just living between the hash marks, yeah, defensively. And they did that right from the start. And the doll, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think Tua was terribly accurate, but I'm not sure that mattered because the the, the guys were just covered. Now, I, I'm not sure that mattered with the skills that Tua has. We saw Justin Herbert hit some passes that you know it, it was like the guy guy was guy was covered and he lasered one in there, and it, it's the kind of place where you go, okay, if, if you he's can do about that, if he's gonna yeah, if he's gonna hit that, then. 
Good I, game. You yeah, know, I got to tip, tip my hat to you. Like, good right. Game. Yeah. And, you know, we just got to eat. Not much you can do about it. And you got to hope somebody drops it. Cause, um, but I thought I, there were plays where I saw, for example, and maybe the guy wasn't even, maybe, you know, in the scheme of the play, uh, this back flaring out wasn't even, you know, in He's his, like the in, last read. His read. Like that, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it is a timing thing. It's, you know, one, two, boom, let's go, let's go. And, but it seemed to me there were plays where you say, okay, there are the usual, you know, three-step drop or, you know, quick, you know, play action fake, uh, hit somebody cutting or um, that's not working. And so let's, let's do something where we give them the same look, but somebody else is the primary receiver. And, also, definitely, you're, you're you're right. I mean, I. It's amazing how quickly these days people give up on the run, in the NFL, and maybe it's I don't know if they have convinced that you know offensive linemen, uh, are not, are you know they come out of college they they're not the run blockers they used to be, um, you know because colleges are throwing the ball around every you know, all the time also, and you know guys are they're not used to they're not used to you know the kind of just pounding it um but you know it seems like a, okay you run the ball on first down oh my goodness it's one yard and people start treating second and nine like it's third and nine and instead of saying hey wait a minute these these guys are giving up five yards a pop that means if you if they stop you for one you know somewhere they're going they're going to give up six seven eight nine in the next couple. Yeah. You know, that's what the math says. Um, and I, you know, honestly, I haven't watched the charge enough to know that, you know, is that, is that average skewed by a couple of huge ones? Maybe it is. Okay, fine. If it is, then let's, you know, continue to try to get that, get that big, get that big chunk run or that big gash run. It, um, without that commitment, to the running game without that shift to say, okay, maybe, you know, this isn't working. Let's do something else for a while. And let's try to get, they just kept doing the same thing. They, you know, they didn't respect the play, any play action fakes. They, you know, and kept it, everything in the middle of the field. And they kept saying, okay, keep trying to hit that pass. You know, keep trying, keep trying to hit those passes you were hitting for, you know, four or five weeks. And, uh, the Dolphins couldn't do it, and you know Tua couldn't, you know Tua couldn't do it. He did, uh, you know, he obviously didn't have one of his best games, but I don't think, I don't think he was helped out by any adjustments or schemes. Is where you go in at halftime and say, or halftime, first quarters. Like, well, I mean, you know, there's, you know, you're sitting there with all this information at your fingertips now on the sidelines. Somebody had to come, you know, somebody had to come up with something. To say, okay, look, let's do something different. Uh, instead, it looked like the Dolphins, to you know, the eye of the people, uh, eyes of people who don't, you know, get paid six or seven figures to, you know, coach the game. It looked like they really did the same, kept doing the same thing for four quarters, <laughs> and it, you know, and it worked really for one play. And uh, 
you know, and you got a, you got kind of the fluke, you got a, you know, the holy roller too. And, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it just, it just wasn't working. And then also another thing you would want to run the ball a little bit is for is the defense was on the field. So, so long. Oh, I mean, they, they got, they oh got, my goodness. and, and, and yeah. after being on the field a long time in San Francisco. Yeah. It's the second straight game where they're doubled up at the time of possession, doubled and, up in plays. I mean, it's going right. to, it's going to take a hole. And a lot, a lot of people were criticizing the defense and they weren't perfect by any means. Like you'd like them to get a stop. Um, I mean, you have a similar situation where in San, Fran- uh, San Francisco, where you need to get a late stop, make sure it's not a, a two score game. Um, you'd love to for them to get a stop. But I mean, they were on the field a ton. I mean, they went to the red zone six times in that game and the Chargers only got two two touchdowns. I mean, yeah. obviously, one, obviously one of those was on kind of a really weird late half situation where, you know, they're at the 17 yard line, you give up 16 and then they end up going for it on fourth down. Obviously, that was a bad scenario, a bad situation sequence. But outside of that, I mean, you only give up one other touchdown. You get a red zone stop on fourth down on the first drive. And outside of that, you take field goals. I mean, the defense is what it is at this point. I mean, we've said this multiple times. I mean, I don't think that they're going to be an elite defense. I don't even think they're going to be a a very good defense. But I think they can be good in spurts. And at the end of the day, they only gave 23 points. With that offense, with those caliber of players the Dolphins have, that that should be enough. 17 points and seven of it essentially on a fluke play. I mean, that, that that's just not going to cut it. Yeah, that that's really is. I mean, this was on the offense. This was on the offense. And, you know, the, no, the defense wasn't perfect. The, but the guys on the other side who get paid, uh, the guys in the blue with the lightning bolts in their helmets, they were really good yeah. that night. Yeah, They were really good. And, you know, I, I – it was it was one of those games I kept looking at the score going, is it really just this bad? I mean, just this this is I mean, still this close. I said it, I said I said it could have got a lot worse yeah, for the Dolphins. I mean, this, this could have been a blowout. Aren't they they're not behind by 20? Because it, it felt like they it felt like except for like like the five minutes after the you know holy roller two, it, it felt like they were down by like you know 14 to 20. The whole night. And then, you know, and then you look up and it's like 20 to 14. You're like, okay, they can, they, oh my goodness, they, they're, they're one, you know, slip defensive back. And it felt like that was going to, was going to take another slip by a defensive back because they weren't getting away from anybody. They weren't creating such separation. They weren't running away from anybody. They were, you know, they, you know, but they just, they just, it felt like, it felt like a rookie head coach um, kind of got caught there. And um, a rookie head coach who's used to things going well. And I don't know, maybe I just, I just feel like he got caught and didn't, didn't shift gears, didn't say, okay, look, let's just, let's just start doing something else. And um, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good look for uh the coaching staff it wasn't the wasn't good night for obviously Tua. I mean, that's that's like electric football passing quarterback numbers ten of twenty eight. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's yeah, that's like you know nineteen thirty nine numbers. Um, and yeah, it's and again, like I said, that the to keep doing that when your defense is clearly getting worn down and not even to try to say, okay, look, we're, 
this possession, we're unless they stick, you know, nine guys in the box, we're running through the ball three times. We are running the ball. We are giving, you know, we're taking some time off the clock. We are, you know, we are doing something else and, you know, not, you know, that that's giving our defense time. So even if it's a three and out, it's yeah, at least you're more minutes some time. than one, two, you know, one, two, you know, two a sacked, you know, we're punting. Um, and uh, this is, there's, you know, and the turnaround's no, certainly no gift. Um, you know, Saturday night in Buffalo. Yay. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that I, I think it's on the coaching staff um, and they, Tua doesn't possess the ability to over to get the ball into those spaces, or if he does, he just wasn't even close to it Sunday night in, in those minimal spaces that the Chargers were get, giving and that they were that his the receivers were creating. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just one of those days. Um, I think one of the things that sometimes we forget as as good as the as the Dolphins' offense has been this season is that you know Mike McDaniel was a rookie head coach. I mean, you 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 mentioned it. Um, this is his first time really calling play calls as the the main guy. Um, you know, he's had stints as offensive coordinator and he's been involved with a lot of um game planning. But you know, when you're in terms of when you're kind of in the line of fire in the game calling plays, it's a little bit different. Um, so it's a learning experience for him as well. Um, you know, I did ask Tua whether he thinks on a week-to-week basis and in-game basis um, the correct adjustments are being made. And he said, yeah, he said a lot of it is just what we need to do. Um, but obviously, you know, you're not going to throw any players or any coaches under the bus. But, you know, whether, but definitely, um, you know, the proper adjustments haven't been made yet. Um, and, and it doesn't get any tougher. It doesn't get any hard, uh, easier, excuse me, um, on Saturday night facing a Bills team that has one of the better defenses, if not, you know, one of the best defenses um, in the NFL. Um, so they're definitely going to have to be on their P's and Q's as well with, you know, a lot of the other um, extracurricular, you know, with the weather and um, just the atmosphere that could take place. Um, so it's just kind of, it's going to be a tough task. So if the Dolphins want to, you know, hold on to that playoff positioning, they're, they're going to have to, you know, make some, make some changes on a short week. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, we're going to discuss that game. It's it's a tough turnaround for the Dolphins. They flew back on uh, you know Sunday night. Uh, they're back in Miami. We're just only for a few days before they head back to Orchard Park for a big rematch against the Buffalo Bills. Can the Dolphins pull off the upset in Orchard Park? We're going to discuss that and more, so stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in that podcast with David Nelson. Still here. Still here, always still here, talking to all things Dolphins. And we got to look ahead to this highly anticipated matchup. Uh, maybe a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the juice has been taken out of it with the Dolphins' two game losing streak. Nah, because we, oh, hold up, you gotta for, for the people who, who, who can't see, no, it's gonna be David gave me an incredulous look when I said that for the people who, who aren't watching on, on YouTube. 
Um, but 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 again, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Dolphins were first place in the AFC East. This was maybe looking to be a matchup that could to, to decide who wins the division. Um, but now two games back of Buffalo, it looks like Miami uh, is more gunning for that wildcard spot. But nonetheless, it's still a very, very important matchup. I mean, it's a matchup that could be played in the elements looking at the weather forecast for uh, the lovely Orchard Park. <laughs> With just a couple weeks ago, got a what was it six, seven feet of snow. They had to move the game to Detroit. I'm not sure if we're gonna get to that point uh, for this for this game, um, but just looking at the uh, the weather report, um, a high of 35 degrees during the day. Um, at nighttime, a low of 27. Uh, overcast with a couple of snow showers. Um, a 49% chance uh, or probability of precipitation. Uh, with wind gusts of up to 22 miles per hour. So, uh, I mean, it's it's not going to look like Miami. I'll tell you that. It's not going to look like Miami in uh, in early September, late August. Um, but, uh, you know, the Dolphins are going to have to – I mean, if the Dolphins are going to you know, keep on with their playoff push, I mean, they're not only going to have to beat the Bills, but they're going to have to beat the elements. And, uh, I mean, obviously this is very notable just given that, you know, in Miami, this is not weather that they see very often. Um, you know, we talk so much about the uh, the advantage with the the heat in, in South Florida and the humidity. Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm not sure either team has the advantage, but the Dolphins definitely uh, def- definitely doesn't play into the the strong suits uh, strong uh, strengths of the Dolphins. Um, a team that likes to pass the ball downfield. Um, we know the knock on Tua over the years has been you know struggles and in inclement weather. We all remember the Tennessee game um, from last season where he struggled to throw the ball in the rain. We remember uh, the Buffalo game with the playoff spot on the line from his rookie season where there were some elements and he struggled there. Um, so I mean I, I I gotta say I mean we just talked about on the other half on the other first half of the of the pod, um you know Mike McDaniel not running the ball I mean he might have no choice in in this, um and this might be one of those weird games where hey I mean you kind of throw all things out of the window and you just you just hunker down and and you have a a, a very very concise and clear game plan and you just get it done I mean I I don't know I mean I don't know how much. They're going to be able to throw the ball. I just based off what I'm reading with this weather report. I mean, if you have 10 mile per hour winds and wind gusts up to 22 miles per hour, um, that doesn't really bode well for being able to throw the ball downfield. Um, neither of these teams are very good rushing teams, although the Bills um, are a little bit better just because they have Josh Allen at quarterback. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a different matchup. I mean, honestly, if the when the weather is this bad, I'm not sure how much you can count on um i don't know how much you can bank on that week that week week three game you know we we all remember that a lot of injuries for the bills i mean it was, that was that was also a game that you know was very very hyped as well because the dolphins were on to their they, they had a 2-0 start to the season um the bills obviously were playing without a lot of starters and key players um they were the defense, Dolphins defense was on the field for what seemed like the entire game. Um, but they made the key stops then, including uh, you know, that that big stop um as the Bills were trying to get in field goal range and get out of bounds. Um again, I, I just don't know how much you can bank on that. I don't even know. I mean, obviously you use that as a reference for your game plan and uh, you know, your practice throughout the week, but it's like uh the, the Dolphins really might have to might have to philosophically change what they can do, and I'm not, I'm not sure if they're if they're equipped to do that. I mean, um, forget you know being successful running the ball. I mean, the Dolphins haven't really shown a commitment to running the ball very often this season, um, but they might they might have no choice 
in Buffalo. So it's, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, I, I, I think that preseason, I mean, I, I did see this as a stretch in my preseason predictions. I did see this as a stretch where uh, you probably do lose three games in a row because these are all very good teams and very tough uh, matchups. And, you know, you do always do have to factor the weather. And, and the and the and the environment in Buffalo, um, that's only going to think make things tougher for a Dolphins team. Um, that just they're just not right on offense. I mean, uh, there was a report that they, you know they had space heaters in 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 LA at SoFi Stadium. I mean, if you, I, I know it's a little. I, I was just saying, you no, know, during our break, I was just saying, you know, it was a little chilly in in LA. But I mean, if you need if you need space heaters for LA, I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to do in a in the park when it's snowing and it's you know sub freezing uh you know temperatures um so i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be tough and it's gonna be a real uphill battle i mean they're gonna really need to i mean if they if they if they win this game i mean it's gonna be by far their most impressive and their and their uh their biggest win to date well let's let's remember that yeah they're this is a team they're not the they're not used to these elements uh they're not used to playing in the snow they're not used to playing in the cold that said i mean Tyreek Hill kind of played pretty well in the cold in Kansas City. I mean, he can he, 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 he run us. And the thing is, and I've, I've, and I've, I've seen plenty of good. I've seen plenty of good passing games in the snow. the The trick is the wind. It, it the the snow actually sometimes works in in favor of of the offense and of, the, of the offense because you know it's just it's hell if you're trying to if you're a cornerback trying to make. You're trying to react to things. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've seen years and years of, you know, people like, you know, lighting people. I think Tom Brady lit up, uh, I want to say Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And throwbacks on and they just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they put a big 50 burger on them. Yeah. And, you know, but when you combine the snow with the wind, then it's getting a little, then you get a little interesting. And then, I think that does now Buffalo Buffalo is going to be stubborn and say, well, we've got a big arm quarterback. We shall go down the field. You I know? mean, that's, 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 that's the narrative that, you know, and, that's, and that's, that's why you get the big arm quarterback so he can throw through the inclement weather. Right. Right. They're, they're, and they're going to stay with it because as you said, they don't run the ball particularly well. And, you know, the Dolphins are have a decent run, run defense. And, you know, I, I don't see the Bills pounding it on the Dolphins. So Buffalo is going to keep trying to do what they do and hoping that, you know, guys running downfield also create space for, you know, their best runner, Josh Allen, to, you know, then scramble and run for, you know, however many yards he wants to run run for. Um, on the Dolphins side, they think they really need to they say, okay, look, we need to work the running game this week. However, we need to do it. You know, we need to, you know, we need to work it and we need to work it early. And because I have a very hard time seeing Tua throwing, I mean, throwing some deep balls in. If if you're talking wind, Again, 22 mile per hour wind gusts. No, 20, gusts, right, right. Yeah. You know, even yeah, if you're if wind you're west that, 10 miles per hour from yeah, the west 10 I, miles I, per hour. I, yeah. that, that's that's tough. I think that's tough for him. Um, and 
so that means, hey, you know, your your past patterns are again, they're probably going to be in a pretty confined area then. And I don't, and you probably going to be between the hashes. I don't see a lot of stuff going, you know, all the way to the other side of the field outside the hash. Could that you know? Could you make those throws? Well, maybe. I mean, Chad Pennington always seemed to make them when he needed when he needed to, and you know his nickname was Noodle to, to everybody else in the you know all the other teams in the league because he had a, didn't have a strong arm, but and he made those throws in Giant Stadium, which was not a great place to you know that was that was windy all the time, and so you know I think. Can Tua make those make some of those throws? Probably. I mean, we're gonna do find out. Have, do, we're gonna find out. I mean, this well, is but do they and do they have conceptually, are they going to set him up to, you know, make some of those throws to make some of those throws that aren't that were, you know, guys aren't just being sat on. Cause if if one if one of those throws, if you if you don't do that, you know, you're you're just playing, you're just throwing dice until the pick six comes back the other way. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game, but I think I don't think it's a unwinnable game for the Dolphins. I don't, you know, I don't. I think the Bills are, yeah, they're they are they the best team in the AFC again? We've we've gone back and forth on this. Some weeks they've looked like the best team in the NFL. Some weeks they've looked like the second best team in the division or third best team in the division. You know, it's and um, so you know if they have. If they come out and you know, and, and have one of those days where they're kind of you know, pooping on the carpet, well, you know, they'll be there for the Dolphins. There's there's going to be something. It's the game will be available for the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, going back to the weather point real quick. I mean, I think that in terms of precipitation and snow, I feel like it might. I feel like the wind might be. It definitely feels like the wind might be more of a factor, which. Which go, I guess, goes to the point of you know if if, if it's wind, um, or if, if there was going to be more snow, um, that's a game where you still might be able to throw the ball downfield, you know. But with the wind being present, it, you you might really need to lean it on that run game, and that might be a little bit tougher. Like I was thinking, like this this feels like a Jeff Wilson game. Like you give him the ball twenty times, you give Raheem Mostert about ten carries, you know, and if need be, and you and you get the job done. Um, but obviously Jeff Wilson is dealing with a hip injury. Um, the team didn't practice Tuesday, but they put out a estimated injury report and um he was listed as a as a non-participant, like an estimated non-participant, as well as Teron Armstead, who's now dealing with a knee injury. So that's something to monitor as well. Um so if he can't play, I mean you really don't have you got a lot of kind of smaller backs. Raheem Mostert, you know, he's not doesn't have the same body build as um as Jeff Wilson. I mean, if Wilson can't play, that, that's a lot tougher. Um you said this is not uh, an unwinnable game. I mean, Vegas thinks that it's a pretty, it's a pretty lopsided match. We always talk about the the line. I mean, it's it's seven and a half right now, seven and a half um, dogs for Miami. Um, the over under is forty two and a half, which I think kind of lends to the belief that you know the weather won't be too won't be won't prohibit you know movement too much. It's not the highest line, but I mean it could be. I mean I've seen a lot lower lines. Um, right. But I mean, truthfully, I mean, I, before the season, I picked this to be a stretch where the Dolphins, you know, lose three straight before, uh, you know, kind of turning things around in their final three games. Uh, I'm going to still stick with it. I mean, I think the Dolphins just I think this just isn't the matchup right now to for them to turn things around, especially if 
the weather plays more of a factor um, on Saturday night. Um, I think that they will come prepared, um, but I, I don't think that this is the matchup for the offense to get back on track. I think the defense will play well, um, but, you know, Josh Allen, I think he will show that again, he's the best player on, on that field. And, and we didn't really mention it too much, but I mean, Bills are going to come ready to play. I mean, they, they were very frustrated about the way that that week three game um, ended. They thought that that was a game that they had no business losing, um, with how often and how long their offense was on the field. They, they, I mean, they're going to come ready. I mean, they're going to, I mean, it's going to be a primetime matchup. Um, you, we know how crazy the Bills fans are. Orchard Park at their stadium, Bill Stadium. I mean, they're going to come ready to play as well. Um, and, and I just don't think that this is the, this is the right matchup for the Dolphins to get back on track. I, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills in this game 20 to 10. Um, I think that's another one of those games where, um, we just kind of see those prolonged struggles for stretches. Um, they stay in it. They stay kind of close in it, but they're not able to to really take control of that game. I'm, I'm taking Buffalo 20 to 10. Uh, I, I agree with you on Buffalo. I think also can, which can, can either coach uh, also commit themselves to playing a field position game, depending on the elements. And it's hard for coaches these days to do that. Well, do you think that, yeah. do you think that the potential, how does the potential weather impact? I mean, we know Mike McDaniel was a guy that goes for it on fourth down. I mean, he has no problem doing that. I mean, do you think that, I mean, in some ways, couldn't the weather kind of make him more likely to do that? I mean, you're not going to take, I mean, in those wins, and if the wind is that bad, you're not going to take a 50 yard field goal on maybe no, fourth and four. No. I mean, you might be, you might just go for it, you know, no, right there. no, no, you wouldn't take a 50 yard field goal, but you, yeah. you, you play to me, I, I'm a, you know, I I know I might be thinking old school, but to me, okay, I can't, if I'm not going to be able to nail the field goal, I want my punter to put you inside the 10. And then I'm going to make you try to move the ball, you know, out and flip the field. I'm going to make you try to, I'm going to rely, say, okay, put the pressure on you to not make a mistake deep in your end that gives me, you know, a short feet, a really short field. Um, it may you know maybe a chip chip shot field goal, you know, or you know a short field to get actually get in the end zone. You know, wacky as it may be. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it's a game where you do play depending on yeah just how bad it is. You maybe do play a lot of field position, and it you change how whether you you know. You win the coin toss. Maybe you decide, okay, well, you guys decide whether you want the ball or not. We're taking this end, you know, or that yeah, end. Yeah, because of the way the wind is blowing and stuff like that, yeah. Right. You know, you you maybe pay attention to at the end, near the end of a quarter. If they're, you know, if somebody's if, – if they're getting into scoring range near the end of the quarter and it's against the win and, you know, maybe you call timeout so they have to do whatever they're going to do, do it into the win it that that kind of mindset I, I don't think it's natural to Mike McDaniel yet and uh you know if you've if you've had to be a coach in Buffalo it's it's something you've had to deal with before and you you know you're a little more prepared for for that not saying that Mike McDaniel can't be prepared for that um you know that's what he's prepared what he's paid to do. And I'm quite sure he's, you know, if we're sitting here talking about it, I'm quite sure he's, you know, thought about it, you know, processed it, done, you know, 
done the math in his head and, you know, is figuring out a plan for that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see too many field goals in this game. So, and, uh, yeah, probably see a missed extra point. So your 2010 sounds, sounds pretty good, but, ooh, uh, I'm going to go 27, 27, 13. Um, I'm going to go with uh, all touchdowns and, you know, we got a couple missed extra points Um, and maybe somebody run something back. Um, And which it's, that's another thing. The, uh, the Dolphins really need to improve on special teams. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it just hasn't been, I mean, Jason Sanders is starting to, starting to, he's starting to, to get it together a bit. I mean, he's made some some kicks and he looks like he's get, regaining his confidence, but in terms of, of the the return teams, I mean, they had a nice play to start off that game uh, against the Chargers, but too, too often, I mean, guys are getting 10, 15 yard returns and it's just really changing the complexion of the drive you know instead of starting from the right. 15 they're starting from the 30 instead of starting from the 30 i mean they're starting there in midfield i mean it isn't it's it's not doing the defense any favors and um you know when you're when you're losing you know it's the little things that like add up you know it's like art like your things aren't going well but that 15 yard <laughs> return it's just it's just adding to it i mean when right. you know, things are going well on offense and defense special teams can just kind of you know you know rub the rub the salt in the wound so they, they definitely got to figure out a way to to fix that in the final month of the year mm-hmm. and, it, and it also you know when things are going well that's you know teams play is that something that can pick you up it's the you know whether it's a block punt whether it's a you know you get a good long punt return uh you get a good smack on a you get a good hit on a punt return you know the other, the other way or kickoff return it, it just uh you know you create a turnover or some uh you know something that makes you feel like okay we've got things going our way or at worst we're yeah nothing's going right for us but we're starting this drive at the 40 at their at the 45 either either 45 which is fine but yeah, we're starting our drive there so even if we do nothing you know, at least we're going to put them in a bad situation. Um, and so that, and that, you know, kind of frees your mind up a little bit instead of, oh, great, we're starting at the, uh, you know, we're starting at the R17. Um, yeah, we better not screw anything up. Uh, and which, you know, that's, that's a concern with the Bills pass rush. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game, but I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an unwinnable game. I, I just, I mean, like you said, it's a, the matchup doesn't look good for the Dolphins. But as we've seen this NFL season, I mean, like we've said, this is not a this, There's no great teams in this league, and there's it, it just there's not a lot of consistency um, outside of Philadelphia, maybe. Um, but there really isn't. I mean, look, look at Dallas last week. Yeah. I mean- what? What? what, what Dallas had no business. One thing, Dallas that game had no business being that being that close. If you just look at those two teams, and then flip it on, Houston one yard away from putting the game away, you know, never never does it. And Dallas drives like you know ninety eight yards. Dallas had no business winning that game, you know. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, the Dolphins have no chance in Buffalo when that just happened. When the Texans are one of the worst teams I've seen in a long time. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, every, you know, it's, it's every, uh, 
I even said it for a reason, you know. But as we said, it's not an underwinnable game, but certainly a tough task uh, facing a very talented Bills team on a short week after you just spent, you know, 10 days or so um, out on the West Coast traveling back cross country to Miami. It's, it's uh, a, 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 there's not a lot in, in the Dolphins' favor right now, so they're definitely going to have to hunker down. And if they win this game, I mean, they certainly would have earned it. Um, we're both – taking the bills in this game, but we will see how uh, it all uh, turns yeah, out. We, we both took the chart. We both took the Dolphins last week, too. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe that shows how much we know. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll I was like how. a bad pick about, what, 30 seconds into the game? We're going. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah, after that three and out, you're like, yeah, this might be a long night. But as I said, we'll see if they can turn things around on Sunday night in front of another primetime nationally televised audience. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to subscribe to my Mahiro YouTube page. Subscribe to my Mahiro. This is a short week, but we're still going to have a ton of coverage. Uh, already got a film study up, um, news from the Dolphins estimated practice report. Um, a lot of stuff coming up in the upcoming days as we preview the big game in Orchard Park. Uh, we'll be back next week to preview another week of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See ya. Peace.